Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is your host, Steve Olds, with you from our studios in South Florida. I'd like to give a special shout-out to our new podcast listeners that are finding us now on iTunes. You can go to iTunes and search for Making America Strong Again and get on a regular weekly podcast download. It's an exciting time in America. It's exciting for a lot of reasons. We're coming up on the holiday season. Everybody's getting ready to celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah and look forward to an amazing 2016. For a lot of people, they're looking at the future and asking themselves a lot of questions. Over the recent months, we've talked about a lot of the questions that people are faced with. They're faced about economic challenges. They're looking at the future and, of course, the minor <laughs> minor detail in 2016, which is our federal elections which promises to be uh, entertaining in many, many ways. But beyond the entertainment value, there's some very serious conversations to be had. We've been having a number of them. Last week, we talked about the question that many people have never been asked, which is, what if it was up to you? What, What if your job was making America strong again? How would you do it? You begin to think about ideas that perhaps you've never thought about. A lot of people in their lifetime can look back and probably see one, maybe two examples of things that they look at as virtually impossible, places in their lives where they had to overcome unfathomable challenges to do something that really they didn't believe could happen. Well, in America, we're facing some similar challenges right now. And when you boil it all down and you look at what drives many of the challenges we face, we've talked about a common theme in all of this. And that's leadership. Successful Americans are fed up with what we call a massive leadership deficit at all levels of government on both sides of the aisle. Why? Because it's created a weakened economy, a divided America, and fading national pride. When you look at what's happening in our nation right now, and you look at the way people twist themselves up into pretzels around ideas that are pretty basic, the economy is upside down. I don't care how you slice it and dice it. Almost $20 trillion in debt, 94.5 million people out of the workforce. 51% of America, according to the Social Security Administration, 51% of Americans, of those who are in the workforce, make less than $30,000 a year. Those numbers just do not work. Everybody's jumping up and down about a couple of hundred thousand jobs being created, most of which are part-time because of the onerous regulations that are placed upon us with new health care and other very challenging business requirements that are placed primarily by bureaucrats who've never run businesses in their life. So now we have an economy that's basically being strangled. Oh, and we owe 20% of our debt to a country that's arming up. Look at what China's doing. Look at what's happening in the South China Sea. So if you go back and look at decade after decade after decade, there are some trends 
that ultimately most of us aren't going to be able to wave a magic wand and fix. But there is one trend that we can take on, and each one of us can take it on, should we choose to accept it. Remember the old Mission Impossible? Jim, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Of course, if you fail, we'll, we'll pretend we never knew who you were. In this particular case, there are going to be people that know who you are. They're called your family. They're called your children, your grandchildren. It's called your spouse. Right now, there are people in America that are deciding what the future is going to be. And there are some people in America that are going to decide themselves to take action and become leaders, and they will drive an agenda that they believe is right for America. The question is, do you agree with them? Do you agree with them? Well, it depends. It depends on what their agenda is. It depends on what activities they're driving. It depends on what their interests are. Are they driving us closer to founding liberty principles, or are they driving us further away? You need to ask those questions. But even those questions are a little bit too big for most people to ask. So let's, let's chunk it down a little bit. We've talked about looking at that person in the mirror and challenging that individual, challenging that individual to be a better leader at home, to be a better leader in our place of employment or in our zone of influence, whether that's in an organization, a business, a church, wherever you happen to operate. Becoming a stronger leader is crucially important in the places where you influence others. Because at the end of the day, leadership is about influence. Leadership is influencing others. So when we look at our national strategy and we look at where America is going today, there are a certain number of people that choose to influence. And they choose to influence in the media. They choose to influence in the political spectrum. They choose to influence in the education world. They choose to influence through the words that they write, the movies they make, the songs they sing, the games they play. So suppose we were actually interested in looking at leadership in a little bit of a different light. Suppose we look at leadership through the lens of a community. How would you influence leadership in your community. In round numbers, there's about 10,000 communities in America. And in those communities, there are people with all sorts of things that are happening, all kinds of businesses and organizations, churches, etc. Lots of things going on. And typically, if you look at your average community, there are a handful of people that are very active driving the local politics, driving the local economy, driving the local conversation. But suppose we looked at national restoration from the viewpoint of bringing together leaders in a community. Let's just say we bring a dozen leaders together, folks that agree with our philosophy in terms of taking responsibility ourselves for making America strong again, being willing to lead in our part of the community, being willing to lead not only as an individual and as a family member, but as a part of a leadership board a board in the community made up of a dozen successful Americans who have a passion for making America strong again. Suppose this group of 12 successful Americans in each of these 10,000 communities decided to work with a leader who had experience facing impossible challenges. Where could we find an individual that made a career out of facing very tough challenges? We could look to our military veterans, couldn't we? 
We've talked about battlefield warriors. We've talked about the skill sets that they have coming off the battlefield and into the civilian community. We've also talked about the challenges they face being able to connect with civilian leaders, people in business. How do they, how do they reconcile their experiences? When you talk to somebody that's been in special operations and they describe the unclassified parts about what their experience was like in very challenging combat environments, leading teams of people to go take the hill that is going to be tough to take. And we know the consequences for many that have gone down that path. Many of them have been severely injured. Many of them have not come home alive. So we have a group of leaders in America with the skill sets to pull people together focused on a mission. So think about that veteran coming alongside those dozen successful Americans in their community with experience in the business world, perhaps big business, perhaps small business, perhaps organizational business, perhaps nonprofit environments, but people who are successful Americans that believe what we believe. They believe in liberty. They believe in the individual. They believe in what our founding fathers believed about America. Suppose we put that group together and we began to start to ask some questions about what we could do in our local community. How could we begin to develop a culture of leadership in our community? How could we do that? What are the things we'd have to consider? Well, we'd have to start looking at something that was a little bit bigger than our own environment. You know, it's interesting. We talk to folks that are At the sunset of their career, they've worked hard. They've mentored young people, for example, in business. They've helped sow seeds of prosperity in people that they know. They've done that. But there's never been a scenario where a small group of leaders could come together and begin to implement and accelerate a leadership culture in a community and then connect with other leadership boards from communities across the nation to do what? to begin to influence the community and the culture for America. Suppose we were able to take leaders that truly believed that this was possible, right? Some people say, what are you doing, man? You're wasting your time. We don't have time for all this. I beg to differ. I believe the only thing we have time for is this. I believe that standing up on our principles, on our Judeo-Christian heritage that says, We'll put our faith in divine providence, and we'll stand together on what's right. We'll stand together on what's right for our children and our grandchildren. We'll come together as leaders. We'll take on the impossible. Why? Because we can. So how it is that we can come together and influence a community and do it really quickly? Well, one of the ways that you have to do that is to meet people where they are, to serve people Remember, we talked about servant leadership. That is a core element of this entire model. Servant leadership, serving you where you are so that your life is better, so that you raise your leadership game. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how we go into a community, how we can inspire people where they are right now so that we can strengthen the economy, bring people together, and rekindle national pride in a way that will ultimately be crucial to making America strong again. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. 
To learn more about National Restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us today. We're talking about national restoration. We're talking about taking leadership and our focus on leadership development into the community. We're talking about creating a culture of leadership in a community, but not just with senior successful Americans. Because part of the challenge is, if we're going to influence the culture, we have to influence the culture at every level. That means young people. That means people in school. That means people who are working their guts out in their current jobs. That means moms and dads with young kids. That means single moms and dads trying to raise kids and work two jobs to keep food on the table. We can't assume that we can sit back around a nice conference table, put our feet up, have some esoterical philosophical discussions about how we can revitalize the economy without engaging everybody that's in it. Well, how do we do that? How do we influence the culture? How do we infuse leadership at the grassroots level? Well, part of the way you begin to do that is you you put a leadership team together in a community that thinks the way you think. And in this particular case, we're talking about doing something that's pretty bold. We're talking about making America strong again. We're talking about rebuilding a nation that's really hurting in terms of the economy, in terms of unity, in terms of our national pride. 
we can't even come to an agreement on what's terrorism and what's not. So right now in America, we have a massive leadership deficit, and we're going to begin to take that on in a very aggressive way by, by putting leadership teams together who are bold in a community, who are bold enough to believe that we can actually achieve what most would say is impossible. Those are the kind of folks that we want to hang out with. They're the kind of people that see a opportunity where most people see a disaster. So right now, we have a disaster on our hands. It's called the American economy. We have a challenge of leadership at every level. If, if we look at the evidence, just look at education, look at the graduation rates, look at the success rate, look at the money, look at all those things. Pick your stat, whatever you prefer, and we have challenges. So fine, we've established that. The question is, what are we going to do about it? And the place where we begin, as we talked about before the break, is meeting people where they are. How do you do that? How does somebody that's been a successful business owner meet a young person in college and have a common conversation? Well, we do it by telling stories. Because that successful American has probably had a challenge or two in their life. They probably went to school at some time in their life. And they've got a story to tell. Because we can relate to one another through stories and through experiences, especially when we have an interest in influencing the culture. So that board of leaders in the community has to have a desire to want to connect with people on a cultural level, but yet not compromise from a principle standpoint. So you begin to do that with a long-term view. You don't do this in five minutes or less. This is not speed leadership. This is not going around the table in 30 seconds and, and giving somebody a big big idea and expecting them to jump up and down and go, yippee, where do I sign? That's not it. We're talking about changing the culture. So if you're going to create a culture of leadership, that means we're going to take and have a conversation about creating an inspired pursuit of that which I'm designed to do on this earth. So if I'm pursuing and I'm, if I'm that young person out of college or if I'm that person that's got a young family and I'm working real hard, I've got to believe that there's a purpose for my life and that my life will matter in the community, no matter what their role is. So if we're able to connect, for example, young people that want to learn about how they're going to make a significant contribution and income in their own life, because that's their primary interest when they're younger. I need to sow my seeds. I need to get out there and, and plant my skills in the marketplace and reap a reward called an income. I need to make money. I need to provide. And those business owners who are working really, really hard, dealing with all the bureaucratic red tape we talked about before, they have to figure out how to continue to grow their companies, how to comply with rules and regulations, how to serve their clients, how to serve their employees, and how to keep their families operating in a strong way. So those same successful leadership board members who have had an experience working either in the corporate world or in a small business environment, they've had to balance those elements. Some of them have learned hard lessons because they weren't able to pull it off. Some of us have gone over the edge. We've worked too hard. We put our families in positions where we didn't spend enough time. We didn't invest in our relationships, and we paid a price for that. Sometimes it was a price that was beyond the point of no return. Other times we have a story of reconciliation and being able to bring our families back together in a powerful way. Those stories matter. Those stories matter to the people who are facing very, very significant challenges. So imagine now in your community, if there were a dozen of these leadership board members and they were able to tell stories 
with small business founders who are deep in the middle of it right now, every day, every day, every day, working, 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 trying to make it happen, trying to get their money together, trying to make payroll. If they could understand that, you know what? There are other people that have been there before. Don't we always kind of find ourselves in a position where we think we're the only ones that could possibly understand? Well, guess what? We're not. Nothing is new under the sun. There have been people throughout history that have faced the same kind of challenges we're facing today. All we have to be willing to do is engage and talk about it. So if we're going to create a culture of leadership, that's servant leadership, that's personal leadership, that's leadership serving others in your employ and in the community, we also have to be willing to be a little bit vulnerable. Now, for guys, that's a challenge, especially guys that are used to believing I can't possibly let my guard down at all because I don't want you knowing what my stuff looks like. It's not all beautiful over here. I have my own challenges. I don't particularly want to talk about it. I don't want to admit that I need some help becoming a better leader. But you know what? When you begin to realize that the only way you're going to get stronger and more successful is by being willing to engage with people who have been there and done that, especially when those people are willing to share with you what they've learned the hard way. So you can begin to see these things take time. This doesn't happen overnight. But it happens when a core group of bold leaders decides it's important to happen. So let me paint a picture for you. Imagine now, in your community, these dozen successful Americans have decided, as a group, that they're going to work with a small group a dozen of these small business founders. They're going to help them really understand things about business and life over the course of the next year. And alongside those small business founders, they're going to bring some apprentices that really want to find out how money works. They want to find out. They don't want to be on public assistance. They want to break the experience of their family lineage that perhaps has been struggling with money forever, whether they've been on public support or not. A lot of families struggle with money. They want to figure it out. They're willing to come out of college and work hard. They want to go to work for a small business. Maybe they want to own one. But whatever it is, they want to pay their way. They want to do something good with their life. They want to have a successful family. So you put those groups together, and they start working together, following a little game plan. Now imagine, while that's happening in your town, the town 20 minutes away is doing the same thing. And the town about an hour away is doing the same thing. Now what happens when those small groups begin to share notes? You think we'd learn anything? You think we'd learn about how to influence a culture in a region of America? I was talking to a good friend of mine who lives in rural Alabama. And in rural Alabama, they're facing some very significant financial challenges. Factories have closed down. Farms aren't profitable. What do we do? I can't pretend to understand what life in rural Alabama is like. I've never lived there. But I can promise you there are successful Americans in that market that know it. And if somebody helps to organize a small group of them and a small group of those small business owners and a small group of people who do not want Alabama and the rural area to stay the way it is, there'll be people that come together. So imagine now communities within states, states themselves, regions, southeast, northwest, northeast, southwest, begin to come together and talk about these things that are happening. Bring their communities together. Bring those bold leaders who've made a stand. You know what happens over the few years? What happens over a few years is we begin to infuse a leadership culture of taking ownership and responsibility for my own future, 
which now extends to the future of my community, the future of our nation, step by step by step. But it all starts with the decision that you make. What type of leader are you going to be? What type of leader are you going to see in the mirror every day? Because this doesn't happen once and done. This happens day by day by day. And together, as we work together, there's absolutely no way that we can avoid achieving the impossible. That is making America strong again. Thanks for being with us this week. We look forward to talking with you next week. Bye-bye. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 